The church's original founder and previous pastor-general had used it as his own personal home and residence. I realized as a student, especially as a freshman, that it was a very special treat and honor for me to be able to work and serve regularly inside this mansion during these luncheon meetings. It was understood that all servers and students helping out during these meetings inside Memorial Hall were to remain behind the scenes. That is, they were not to be seen, were expected to remain silent unless spoken to, and were to be as courteous and meek and smiling as could be expected. The luncheons usually consisted of filet mignon, roasted lamb, and or some expensive fish or game hen, and were always garnished with the finest trimmings available. The real surprising part to me was not the food itself, but rather the shocking fact that all of these gourmet dishes were literally served on gold plates. To my horror and shock, all of the eating utensils, serving dishes, cups, wine glasses, and trays were all made of exquisite gold and handcrafted silver, and each piece had to be hand-washed with the utmost care. Each dish and eating utensil probably cost more than all of my college education and then some. I remember feeling so sick to my stomach as I stood there hand-washing those gold and silver dishes, thinking of all of the poor widows that I knew back home who had sent in their last dimes and tithe money so that these sons of bitches could eat off gold plates. I was so angry about this as a young student. I kept hearing the words of Jesus written in the Bible echo through the back of my mind as I stood there washing those kingly dishes. What are you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers and hold meetings. For you bind heavy financial and social burdens, hard to bear, and lay those on men's shoulders. But you yourselves will not move them with one of your own fingers. But all your works you do to be seen by men. You make your phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of your garments. You love the place of honor at feasts, the best seats in the churches, Greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. You travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is converted, you make him twice as much the child of hell as yourselves. Blind guides, you who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you wash the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees! First cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside may become clean also. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you are witnesses against yourselves that you are the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your father's guilt. Therefore, indeed, I will send you prophets, wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your churches and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth,
from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Matthew 23, 1-36, paraphrased. Little did I realize, then, that these powerful words of Jesus spoken over 2,000 years ago would still have spiritual significance and prophetic meaning today. I did not fully understand nor comprehend then that Jesus' words are living and that all of his words are just as alive and relevant today as when he first spoke them. I would spend the next 22 years of my life learning and experiencing just how real and alive the resurrected Jesus truly is. This book is a true and accurate account of those experiences and the dear costs associated with living them.